The Lord be with you. And also Lift up your hearts. We lift them up. Beloved, near and far, we gather here in the nave of Marsh Chapel, 735 Commonwealth Avenue, and also across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and also around the globe at WBUR.org to worship God together, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We invite your prayerful or emailed responses, your support now and in the future, and your presence as the Spirit moves for worship with us come Sunday. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As you are able, let us stand in the praise of God.
almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet, who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words of that prophet shall speak in my name. I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
Let us say together responsively verses from Psalm 111 with the Antiphon. are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is God's work, whose righteousness endures forever. Who has gained renown by his wonderful deeds, the Lord is gracious and merciful. The Lord provides food for those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. The Lord has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever. To be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. The Lord sent redemption to his people and has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is God's name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. The praise of the Lord endures forever. And now let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark chapter 1 verses 21 to 28. Glory to you. They went to Capernaum and when the Sabbath came he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. 
and the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying with a loud voice came out of him. They were all amazed and they kept on asking one another, what is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. We spent New Year's Day gathered with family in the heart of the Stockbridge Valley, which is a waterless indentation in the earth, a glacial cut in upstate New York that was not quite deep enough to draw water. And there we sat, as many of you did, gathered among generations to speak, to listen, and to enjoy. There we saw to the left and right from the Big Bay window, window farms and houses and fields and fences and corn stubble covered with a blanket of snow. Speaking of snow, our two nieces were transported from Southern Virginia the day before with just one child's fervent heart prayer, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, and they were not disappointed in the later evening and all through the night. That beautiful cascade, that Nevada Bella, did fall across the Stockbridge Valley. Now, children don't see the world the way we do. We're, in the, the, we're the adults in the room, so we have to see snow for what it is as trouble, as traffic, as congestion, as empty pews and empty restaurants, as struggle. But children, and Jesus did say, you must become as little children. See snow, and it's falling, and it's blanket in the day as the sun comes up, and what do they see? A day of winter grace, a day of freedom, a day of joviality, a day of whoosh. And once you have your sled, your flexible flyer, your eight-seat toboggan, or your saucer, the rest, we note it, is free of charge, like the gospel itself, free of charge. Children see the world differently. We tend to see over time what we expect to see, what we are accustomed to see. They come with fresh eyes, the eyes of a winter grace. You know, it's one thing to experience winter when you're used to 150 inches of snow every year, but in Kentucky we have two dear friends in Louisville who aren't used to such ice and such storm, but they have it this year, don't they? There is a kind of existential winter from which most of us most of the time are protected, speaking of Louisville. In 1992, I had the pleasure of attending our general conference in the United Methodist Church, which meets for two weeks. Because then we had a weekend, I had a Sunday free, so I drove to a church which I thought I knew the location of in the suburbs, and uh, along the way, I, uh, I was temporarily misplaced. You know, there's an age-long division or distinction about what you do when you're not 100% sure of just where you are. It's as old as the hills, this division. It dates, I suppose, back to Plato and Aristotle, back to Hillel and Akiba, back to Augustine and Pelagius, back to Luther and Erasmus and Wesley and Whitfield and Schleiermacher and Bart and Arizona and Pittsburgh. I mean, there's a division in the house. But I was alone that day. 
So I drove and drove until I found myself in a little neighborhood. Every city on this continent has such a neighborhood. Even the finest cities on the continent in rank order, Montreal, Boston, and New York, have these as well. There I was in a place where there was dirt instead of grass, where there was rubble instead of porches, where there was clean, fresh air instead of window glass, where there was the hint of chaos and violence instead of peace and prosperity. And there I paused, wending my way, and turned the corner to see a brightly painted sign. It was an apocalyptic moment like the one recorded here in the Gospel of Mark. The sign said simply, birthplace of, maybe you know this, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, heavyweight champion of the world. And I wondered, how does a voice like that, a life like that, a heart like that, come out of a neighborhood so brimming with abuse and neglect? How did it happen that he emerged over time to say, I'm the prettiest, I'm the greatest, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. How did that happen? We, of course, have no reason to support pugilism or other forms of athletic violence. By the way, we're learning more, aren't we, about the lasting effects of some of those things. But in that image, there was a deliverance. Out of unclean spirits, be silent. Come out. There is an existential winter uh, of which most of us most of the time are spared, but those who know its storms also particularly know its grace, like the Apostle Paul who said, where sin abounds, grace overabounds. That's why the, no criticism of others, by the way, the rhetorical high mark of January 20th I-Day, as our students call it, Inauguration Day, was chimed by the Reverend Joseph Lowry. It came toward the end. Here is a preacher who prayed as someone who hadn't forgotten to be a pastor. Now, for one minute, I pause to say to those who are studying theology here, and there are a number with us, more and more, may your tribe increase. That everything we give you, you need, and much, much more. All the biblical study, all the church history, all the systematic theology, all the theory and practice, we can only give you a tiny amount of what you will need in three years. You need it all. But in his tone, in his timber, Lowry reminds you of what you need as well, which is, in order to preach 50 excellent sermons over 40 years, every week you will need to spend and want to spend 20 hours and 25 personal pastoral visits at your initiative in a gathering among family at a sporting event, in a hospital, in a nursing home, in an emergency room, in an office, in your office, in a restaurant, in a third place, to learn to listen so that you can hear what is said and overhear what is unspoken. That need for grace in the winter of life. So he could pray. His words are worth repeating. His words are worth comment. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far along the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light, 
Keep us forever in the path, we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places, O God, where we met thee. Lest our hearts, drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand. True to our God, true to our native land. Mars Chapel, they're singing your song. When the band tunes up and the band begins to play your tune, this is your song. Common Faith, John Dewey, Common Ground, Howard Thurman, Common Hope, Robert Hill. This is your song. The band is playing. It's time to hit the dance floor, salt and light that you are. And he prayed. He prayed personally, pastorally, for a new leader and a family, name by name. He said of this one that he comes to a high office when? At a low moment that we should remember those who are exploited, the poor, the least, and we should remember not to favor the rich, those who are the elite. He said, as we come to a time of challenge, we need to learn to not to turn on each other, but to turn to each other. Maybe he remembered the phrase from the inaugural speech itself, this is your music, that we need to find a way together to shape an uncertain future by choosing love and not hate, tolerance, not intolerance, inclusion, not exclusion. So we could pray that tanks might be turned into tractors. And yes, don't let the little humor misguide you when he says that the black need not step back and the brown can stay around and the yellow will be mellow and the red man can get ahead man and the white will do what, what is right. Don't let that flourish misguide guide you. Here is a common hope that the earth will be full of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. They're playing your song. I heard a song on the first Sunday of January for from the middle of August until the end of the year I had the privilege of leading and preaching in each of the services here but one. And then at the beginning of January, Jan and I took the Sunday and went to Princeton to see our granddaughter and to bring, see our granddaughter and grandson and bring our daughter with them north. So he had on Sunday morning that most blessed of Sundays. And we drove north early to escape the traffic, we thought. This was a two-car, three-adult, two-grandchild caravan. We were outnumbered. So we drove and drove, and as we stopped and came north of Hartford, I began to turn the dial, hoping that I might catch Marsh Chapel in northern Connecticut, but all I heard was a beautiful Hispanic rock and roll station. I cut up, it was great. <laughs> then we pulled off, we leave the details of the stop aside, and somehow at the crest of the hill, there you were. Now, this was a Sunday in which the choir wasn't here, the choral scholars weren't here, the ch university chaplain wasn't here, the director of music wasn't here, and the dean of the chapel wasn't here. And there you were, in beauty, in poetry, in a live moment, every week, of word and music. It made me personally so proud and tearfully happy for as many times as I've heard the tape of the service. This is the first time I was able to hear it live on the road as it were. You are giving a winter grace. 
The 1st of January in 2009 ended as it had begun with snow and sledding. We had driven from the corn and the farm and the Stockbridge Valley onto the south side of the city of Syracuse. And the sun was falling and it was twilight. It was dusky. Isn't that an interesting word? The children around us were a little darker skinned than the ones that we had been with in the country. But you know, it was the same experience. Not the corn stubble, but the street light. Not the field, but the intersection. And a pause at every intersection as three and then two and then three walked across after a long day. Snow under the toque, breath frozen in the air. Toboggan, sled, flexible flyer, saucer. A day of grace. Who would have missed it? Across we went, remembering a common hope. You know, if the Bible had been written in New England, it would have read, God sends his snow upon the just and upon the unjust. It's still true. There is a great common faith, a great common ground, and a great common hope toward which we are moving. So as we are blessed in grace by word and table today, may we, will you, not only remember and recite, but live the apostles' teaching. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Never lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. Behold the good news, a winter grace. Amen.
seated. We welcome you here to Marsh Chapel this morning. We would encourage you to take part in our ritual of friendship, otherwise known as signing the Red Book at the end of your pew, to let us know that you're here and to help us get to know one another better. We would note that this Wednesday, February 4th at 7.30 p.m. in the Photonics Building will be uh, a Christian Unity Prayer Service sponsored by the Catholic Center and participated in by Christians from across the Boston University campus. We encourage you to be there as you can. On Saturday, February 7th, the Marsh Chapel Ensemble in Residence, L'Academy, will present their first concert here in the nave of Marsh Chapel at 8 p.m. Tickets are $25 for general admission and $12 for students and seniors. We hope you can join us. On Friday, February 13th at 5.30 p.m., we will have our Valentine's Day celebration in Barristers Hall at the BU School of Law. Tickets are $20. Please be in touch with Elizabeth Fonby in the main office for more information. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
us, for the life within us, for the fellowship among us, for thy love that surrounds us, we give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Amen. Beloved, Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we show each other signs of that peace. Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth or you had formed the earth, from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was ended, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. 
This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit in your holy church all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom. All is prepared. Come as you are ready.
Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Community is the native climate of the human spirit. Go in peace. May the peace of God be upon you. Amen.